I just full screened and then was Chris, like, yep, you weren't supposed to tell him that. <laughs> We're just I mean... going through the whole thing. <laughs> we go, oh, no. Yeah, uh, no. Definitely not with these two. Um, I would have managed it. I mean, you should have managed it, but, but you want to watch it, don't you? You do want to watch it, yes. Yeah, uh, we're back with Doctor Who. Uh, it's, it's been cool. a little bit because people were very busy and then we uh, blasted through season two of Rebels. Um, so we are back now with episode... Uh, it's like nine. Yeah, Ten. nine. This is Eleven. nine. Twelve? No, this is episode nine. Episode nine, uh, The Empty Child. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So, oh boy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first episode I think that probably gave me nightmares. Um but uh very very fun, cool episode. So let's jump into it. Starting in three, two, one, now. Can you hear it? Yep. Awesome. I've not got subtitles. Move. <laughs> Can you guys see it all right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Should bring back Move. Bring back Move. What did they do to Move? Well, we've not heard Move since this episode, and I think it's quite funny. I see. Okay. I thought you the meant the this universal episode, color for dangerous. The episode, the episode. Yeah, it could have been more specific. To be fair. Wee 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 wee. Wah Mm-hmm. 
Creepy already. Indeed. Oh. I was thinking Tom was a bit quiet. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back. Maybe. He wasn't joking when he said he didn't want to watch this one. <laughs> oh, he's back. There we go. Nice. That's cool. Hello, I am back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Accidentally turned off the Wi-Fi because he was messing around with the phones. Nice. On the bright side, dog. Buddy is now here. Hmm. It should be. They did quite a good job of, of hiding when they were actually. Yeah. At the start of this. There's still streets like that today. Hmm. Once they're inside, a bit less so, but... Buddy, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> the dog. Dog, 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 dog. Absolutely acceptable. Bang. Oh. That's made everything a bit more complicated. <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 no. Balloon! Yeah, that wasn't just a rope, Rose. Balloon? Good, good, smart. <laughs> Well, smart. she never was the smartest <laughs> of companions, was she now? That's that's a fair point. Who was the smartest, Tom? Uh, I mean, in, in New Who, Martha, probably. Yeah, Martha. She's an actual doctor. <laughs> oh, Trini. <clears throat> I mean, in a way, Donna, kind of, but that's spoilers. <laughs> Big spoilers. Wow. What a good cat.
He's yeah, it's a cat buddy. Yeah, cat, the buddy sworn enemy. It actually is. The last time he met a cat up close, it scratched him. Yeah, I tend to do that. He's gone. Okay, then. Nope. Well, that's a bit spooky, isn't it? Mm. I'm sure that's the spookiest thing that's going to happen this episode. Yeah, that's the the, the maximum spooks of this the episode. Maximum spook level. Maximum spooks. Ooh! Arthur. The Germans are not going to be able to hear you from the plane. Oh, maybe they can. You can ever consider that, Tom? No. No consideration of, of, of potential German listening in. Although I would suspect if they had that power, then they might have gotten away with a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more funny business. A little bit more... German gamer moments. Speaking of gamer moments. <laughs> oh dear. I look at Saint Paul's Cathedral. Never yeah. hit during the entire place. Never hit. Literally the protection of God. Hmm. Aha. <laughs> I forgot that this guy was a twat <laughs> when we first met him. What are you going to say about that, buddy? <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, he had a little smile there. He did. 
the dog has had enough. <laughs> there we go. You can criticise her potential intelligence, but you can also can't fault her her strength. Yeah, no, she held on for quite a while. <laughs> Antagonist Indeed
A slow zoom. Indeed. Oh. It's an empty charge. Time to go. Empty. An empty Please. child. Something like that. This is a lot weirder than I remember. It's very weird. He's gone. Mm 
Not quite. Technically, the fabric will be around at that time because it should just only be cotton. Just the styling would, it gives it polyester. away. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose maybe, yeah. That's true. There mm -hmm. is That's me. Bless you. Bless you. Sorry, I tried to get that on the thing, but failed. Invisible spaceship. Yeah. Yes, because this will not cause issues if anyone sees it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's inside. Hopefully. True. Someone's just gonna find that cork and be very, very confused. <laughs> no, they're not really. Wouldn't have thought so. Cork's just fall from the sky all the time. Yeah, they can go quite high, I imagine. Yep. Train pot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Big. <laughs> it's connected. A non bomb, an unbomb, a bombant. That's the one.
bad decision. <laughs> I wonder. Half nine. I don't think he particularly cares. Perfect time. <laughs> I bet you do. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, fun. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it did help that the Luftwaffe was a completely incompetent organisation that completely failed at everything after 1940. Yeah, a little bit. Goering ate the budget. <laughs> you get a very fancy gun, though, you know? It's a very fancy gun and a completely non-functional air force. Mm. Indeed. Mm. Ominous, ominous. Ominous, ominous. Not that any part of the German military was particularly... Efficient. No. Ooh. You get when you put a bunch of Nazis in charge of things, that you know, things don't end up going how you expect them to. Mm-hmm. Mostly because they're all subscribing to survival of the fittest and not actually, you know doing what's best in that situation because they're all too busy backstabbing one another. Mm. Little little There he is. Oh, he's great. Richard Wilson's great. Yes, he is guys, isn't he? He is guys. Yeah. I was remembering from one foot in the grave.
Mm. No. Oh, that's the part where the really child is like, no. CG. Oh, I love <laughs> early CGI from the British. Oh, like... I mean, honestly, I think it adds to the terror. It, it, it absolutely yeah. does. Oh no. It's so unsettling. A lot of things suddenly going on. Mm. What? Uh, me.
He did a point. He did a point. What's your point? <laughs> Good question. No, no, thank you. <laughs> All these childhood traumas coming back out to play. Yeah, this is... Me and Ed ran away when uh, they were going to get moisturized by acid, and I think we were scared of the Jagrafess. But this was the first time that I actually had, I think, nightmares. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure... When I watched this for the first time, I am. Um... <laughs> I left at this point. <laughs> well, actually, I think I probably yeah. left a bit earlier. Yeah, that's fair. I remember some bits quite clearly, but others just not at all. My mm -hmm. mum watched it and was like, "No, <laughs> mummy, mummy!" Literally turned around, was like, "No, you're not watching this. You can watch the next one." <laughs> Yeah, at the time I did not watch the next one because I was too scared, which is a real shame because the next one is excellent. Mm. Well, I mean, I didn't watch the next one either because it's a two-parter. Um, yeah. But no, I wasn't allowed to watch this one or the next Indeed. one. We so there we go, an empty child. Yeah. It's only much later that I watched it. Yeah. Crunch. Crunch indeed, that was the sound. Yeah. That was the crunch sound. There we go. So one thing that I went back to and said, oh, we haven't done that. Uh is is listing all the deaths. Um in <laughs> this episode. Uh which means that uh Lol. Well, right, but I'm having to go back now and retroactively add those. Uh, but, but yeah. The, the dead counter. Yeah. Counter of the dead. Creepy episode. Indeed. Also, uh, technically, there were a bunch of people who died here, Ollie. They're all they're dead. They're not dead. They're not they, they, they refuse to be dead, but they are biologically mm. dead. Yes. Uh, but yeah, creepy gas mask thing is all. Yeah, it's just a very creepy look, very creepy aesthetic. Um, 
and yeah, the mix of the stories with um, Captain Jack, uh, obviously not the Captain Jack we know later just yet. There's a con man here. Um, he's a little bit. Of a con man. I, he's 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 less of a con man down the line than he is here. He's mm. still a bit of a, a con man. Um, but yeah. Um, and obviously only slightly here, but we get a little reference to his um, interests, should we say, <laughs> um, which makes him the first openly LGBT character in the Hooniverse, <laughs> which is yeah. cool. Um, indeed, and it is, in fact, just into Pridebounce, so that works mm. out quite well. This was the plan all along. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so interesting mix of storylines with with him, and then with the the kids going into the houses and Nancy and all that stuff, and then the Doctor. It's a fun mystery, um, as well as being spooky. And then it kind of slowly ties it starts to tie stuff together, kind of like what Stranger Things does, but obviously within one episode instead of most of a yeah. season, where you have all of these little strings that start to wrap together, and suddenly it all starts to click into place. And suddenly there's a giant monster in a mall. Yeah. Spooky. Indeed. Okay. A uh, couple of bits of trivia. Um, when Captain Jack mocks the Doctor and wears the out-of-place outfits, like the U-boat captain, uh, the Doctor's leather jacket is actually a vintage 1938 German U-boat commander's jacket. That was a poor decision to be wearing. Yeah, I probably think about it. Um, the Albion Hospital uh, is the same one where they met the space pig in Aliens of London. <laughs> many, many years later. <laughs> we obviously get a reference to the fact that the Doctor probably lost children and grandchildren in the Time War. It's very sad. Um, they did change nanites to nanogenes because nanites were used in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> which they do also reference in this episode, obviously, talking about Spock, but yeah. Uh, Jack is a former time agent uh, who were first mentioned in the Talons of Weng Xiang, apparently, which I'm assuming is a classic episode that I don't know of. I'd assume so. Indeed. Because they've not been in anything we've watched so far. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tidus Telephone rang at least one time. Uh, in the original series, in season three, the scene that bridges the Hall of Dolls and the dancing floor, the Celestial Toy Maker calls Stephen and Dodo on the TARDIS phone. There's oh, a rumor yeah. that we might be seeing the Celestial Toy Maker again, and that's who um, Neil Patrick Harris's character is in in the 60th. So that'd be kind of interesting. Um, yeah, Chula is actually the name of the restaurant where Stephen Moffat first met uh, Mark Gattis, Rob Sherman, and Paul Cornell to celebrate getting the job on Doctor Who. Um, so that's quite fun. Um, this was the first episode to be written by Stephen Moffat. Oh, so, yeah. Good, good start. Um, and Stephen Moffat's original outline envisaged envisaged Jacks masquerading under the alias Jack Harkness as an interstellar alien soldier who befriends the Doctor but intimidates Rose. Uh, he did quite the 180 on that one then. 
Uh, yeah. He was to be tracking an escaped child creature, the story's antagonist. So yeah, they changed it a little bit. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know if it's Marxism in action or Western musical is a reference to the musical Oliver, um, in which Nancy is the name of the character who is the big sister. Um, oh. Which I that should have... Sound. That was a sound. I should have really thought about that, considering that I had to deal with that song from that musical for like the first 12 years of my life. Um, but oh, I forgot... Dear. And yeah, the empty child only says balloon and bombs. Uh, or fear of the bombs, apart from mummy. And stuff to do mm. with wanting mummy. Uh, uh, yeah. 7.11 million viewers on its original transmission. 36.59% audience share. Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Um... They can still come again. Uh, a frequent episode, Rose makes references to Star Trek 1996 character Mr. Spark. This is the first televised story to make a direct reference to Star Trek, although there have been previous references in the Doctor Who magazine comic strip and novels. I think Doctor Who even shows up in Star Trek at some point in the comics. He does! There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a crossover with Yeah. Uh, Stephen Moffat says in the DVD there. commentary for this episode to the Doctor's reply to Rose, Asking him what she should call him. Doctor Who, uh, what's really going to be? I'd rather have Doctor Who than Star Trek. <laughs> a metafictional dig at the latter program. Um, that's fun. Uh, and Rose becomes the first character in the new series to ask the titular question, Doctor Who. Uh, mm. And many more aside, but we don't have all day. Yes, that was it. It was Assimilation Squared. <laughs> Of course. Name of the name. Of it. And it was. Um, um, that was eleventh Doctor story, actually. Yeah, I thought it might have been. Oh, one one other thing that's kind of interesting because Chris uh, referenced it. Um, uh, Richard Wilson, who. Plays Mr. Uh, who plays Dr. Constantine of Albion Hospital would go on to start as the physician Gaius in Merlin, yeah. where Britain is often called Albion. Hmm. So it's just a, a, a weird, weird connection there. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll leave that one there. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we will see you for part two in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cabincast. For more episodes, go to www.cabincast.podbean.com or use the Podbean app. You can now also find us on iTunes and Podcasts under Cabincast and on YouTube. Finally, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash cabincast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.